Welcome back to World Beat. I am George Collins. This is part two of our discussion with Dr. Nancy Anderson. I want to note um, some statistics here that I found um, particularly striking, that being that for, um, for Black women, uh, we see uh, infant mortality rates at three times the level of uh, most other ethnicities, especially their, their white counterparts in particular. And um, we left off this last segment with you talking about how structurally the healthcare system that we have, maybe even the health system, because as you've talked about, there are factors beyond interactions with healthcare that are perhaps primarily more responsible for health outcomes. It occurs to me that there has been a lot of talk in the news now about vaccine hesitancy. And um, there's, there's been a, a lot of focus on the kind of, kind of the typical, you know, like white conservative, absolutely not never in a million years would I ever get the vaccine. And yet the statistics, especially from um, the, the Kaiser foundation study that came out not long ago show that actually the largest group that is vaccine hesitant tend to be um, black and brown communities. And um, one explanation I've seen offered for this is that there is this long history of not just not just issues with the healthcare system, but with the health system in general, and not even just the notorious ones like you know Tuskegee or, or Henrietta Lacks, um, but even just things like for for black women, if they go to the doctor, is their pain going to be taken seriously? Um, yeah. If they do have an adverse reaction to the vaccine, is that going to be taken seriously? Um, and then expanding into what you've just talked about, can I get the time off of work, you know, the sick leave to be able to deal with any side effects? I mean, if any of our listeners, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners have gotten the vaccine and some of them might remember, I mean, depending on which one you got, it can really knock you out for a little bit, even if you're, you know, fit as a buck. This is, this is a legacy here. And, and what challenges when it comes to like, responding to something like COVID, or even maybe not something that severe, but maybe a, a prevalent issue that can happen in these communities. How has that legacy impacted, in, in your experience, confidence in the medical system? And in what ways do you think could that be alleviated? Well, you know, I, I heard a, a talk, um, and it was actually, was it pre-COVID? I think it was just pre-COVID people, uh, it was at the University of Washington, it was a discussion about uh, Henrietta Lacks, and one of the presenters, and I'd give them credit, but I don't remember who it was, said, if you want to gain people's trust, you have to be trustworthy. So there's a long history of having good reason for distrust. Uh, in the black community and in other communities of color with respect to the healthcare system. I mean, I gave my grandmother's terrible story, but there are many others more recent of people not being respected, not being taken seriously, um, people who are well-known and wealthy having trouble during their own labors and delivery, for example. Um, with their own concerns and complaints not being taken seriously. And I think there's, there's good reason for hesitancy. I get that. What I understand has been most successful in terms of helping is family, 
and respected community members, including, say, African-American community members who are health professionals, speaking out in favor of vaccine, this particular set of vaccines, and reminding everyone of the terrible risks that our communities are at for dying from this disease. I mean, we are more likely to die, much more likely from, um, from the coronavirus COVID, COVID uh, disease. So I think that is where we kind of have to start. And again, this pandemic has laid bare some really big pre-existing issues. The pandemic has laid bare the fact that communities of color are not as healthy to begin with. So we're more likely to suffer more when we get infected. That um, communities of color have good reason to be afraid of what the government says, what happens to them in the health system, how much they're respected or disrespected. Short term, um, I think the, the if there is a way to alleviate this, it's for people like me, other physicians who are black, nurses, a lot of other people saying, you know what, I got this vaccine and it works. And saying things like, I was afraid too at first. And I said, how are they doing this so fast? And I don't want to be the first in line to get this. And then when I read about how they had, how the vaccine was developed, and the fact that it was developed using technology that we didn't have when we were standing online for our polio vaccines when I was a little kid um, helps me understand why this was, why the vaccine was developed quickly and why that makes sense. And again, you know, our health system has not been trustworthy in the, fa in the past. So it's gotta do a better job starting now. So that in the, this is not the last time this is going to happen. We don't, as we were saying initially, when you and I were talking, we don't know when this is going to end. The more people, the bigger population that remains unvaccinated, the easier it is for these mutations to happen. We don't know how long this is going to keep going. And, you know, if you're listening and you're black, I got this vaccine. Did I have any side effects? Yeah, I felt kind of out of it, especially after the second one. And I'm alive today. And if I get COVID, I'm much more likely to stay healthy than if I didn't get the vaccine. And I appreciate people being hesitant. And I also, you know, it's a struggle when you feel like you know the answer. You really have to reach for compassion, for empathy for understanding, sometimes it's harder than others not to be an asshole. This may be one of those times. And so when I talk to people who are hesitant, I try to remember that. Um, and I, I would also say that, yes, there is a lot of hesitancy uh, in the Black or African-American community, Brown communities, absolutely. And there are a lot of other white people who are hesitant as well across the political spectrum. It's not, no, no one owns vaccine hesitancy right now. Everybody has different reasons, but no one owns it. And 
having a higher vaccination rate would really help us stay healthier as a huge population. So I guess that's, and there's a lot we don't know. I mean, that's the final thing I would say, you know, when people say, well, what's going to happen? How? I have no idea. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I can make some predictions. I can say that if we were really able to all get a vaccine really quickly, it would make a difference in how long this lasts. But the truth is that the, this is a funky little virus. It's changing really rapidly. Um, and I think it's good to not overplay your hand and say, you know, everything that's going to happen with it, because I don't. And to speak to your point about the importance of community members, um, especially for uh, black and brown communities, um, I remember a statistic, I believe it was Fortune magazine that reported on this um, earlier this month, or I guess now it's last month since we're recording this in September, that only, I think... I think only 5% is what they reported of all active physicians are black. And of those, um, I think, I yeah. think 3% of the total are black women, um, which I, I imagine has even more implications for maternal and childcare. And so could, could, could promotion of efforts to get more folks into more, more black and brown folks into the medical profession, just again, thinking long-term, could that have an impact on promoting better trust of the healthcare system, do you think? I think it could. And, you know, as we say that, gee, this pandemic laid bare pre, long pre-existing inequities. Obviously, representation in the health professions uh, is not there right now in terms of uh, black and brown people um, being well represented. Another way to say it, instead of talking about um, ethnic minorities, I think it's probably better to say that our population in the United States is not well represented in health professions. Because for our population to be well represented, we would have to have more people of color in all the health professions. When that isn't true, then no, the health professions do not represent the people who we hope to serve. And if we can represent better the people who we hope to serve, it's entirely possible that they will find greater reason for trust. We know that people have more trust for health professionals when they look like them. That is true. I mean, I think that's been well studied and it's well known. Um, so could that make a difference? Yes, indeed, it certainly could. And that means that, again, we have to look outside of health. We have to think about, and healthcare, we have to think about education. We have to think about housing. I mean, there's like a long list of things that it takes to become a health professional. Right. I mean, if the, if the solution was as simple as just, Hey, more folks go to medical school. It's like, oh, gee, why didn't I think of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, hey, all, all I have to do to beat LeBron James in basketball, just make a bunch of baskets in a row. It's not hard. <laughs> right. And and I would say it's not easy, but that doesn't mean we don't have to work harder at it. Again, our system in the United States is not set up to promote higher education for people of color, for African-Americans. So this is big systemic change needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. 
And, uh, you know, we can even go bigger than that, maybe even on the global scale. And that's, uh, that's where I'd like to go next, uh, with our next segment. So, um, that's when we're going to, uh, touch on Dr. Anderson's experiences, um, outside of the U S uh, particularly Mozambique, but, uh, possibly elsewhere too. And, um, some of the implications it has, uh, for global public health and, and especially for something like coronavirus. So stick with us. We'll be right back with world beat. 